time for the Plank Show. Let's go to work, bro! It's time for the Plank Show with Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma, Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Just don't do it while you're driving. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner Sideline Reporter Chris Plank. Let's go. Let's go. How are you, Josh Helmer? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Uh, good. Had a good weekend. Oh, you softball sweat Baylor and gave us a little drama on Sunday. And like I was joking with Toby, I felt like every single time I tuned into baseball, something amazing happened on Friday and Saturday when we were done. So it was a very Diamond Sports heavy weekend. For me, how about you? There's a potential show stealer here, by the way. You know what's going on as we speak, right? The NFL coaches are speaking at the 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 NFL does a great job of dominating the offseason with these random events. Owners meeting. Oh, there's coaches meeting. This coaches meetings that are going on. They'll talk to the media. Second time, right? Maybe that you've heard from some of these guys. First time from Andy Reid since Tyree Kill got dealt, and, and first time from Mike McDaniel, but. There's an NFL story that's potentially trying to take our our focus away from Diamond Sports and college basketball. Heads up. Heads up. But and, and it will not be successful in this opening Oh, segment. no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. But how was your weekend? It was good. It was good, man. Obviously, followed a lot of both OU baseball and softball. Grand slams, a pair of them to win on Saturday for Oklahoma baseball. Huge Big 12 series opening win for them and then – Man, the heroics for softball that that had to be had to be great to be front and center. Extra life can't give it to Oklahoma softball. Okay, uh, where do you want to start? And, and this is up in the air. You and I did not get to have our pre-show passing in the hallway. I literally was trying to fill that cup of coffee in the last second. So, as I've said many times on this show, I could talk OU softball all day and want to. So there is that. Oh wow, the Lakers ended up losing that game last night to the Pelicans. Are you serious? Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, um, I could talk all day about softball. I could talk all day about this baseball series from this weekend, too. I have um, a theory about as a fan going to a game and when you can and can't leave that I want to get to. Oh, we I just mentioned it, NFL. Big recruiting weekend, right? I know that you were all over it. I know Parker was all over it. And so, thus, that leads back into spring football, ramping back up for week two. Um, we can still go back to the Tyree kill. I mean, there's tons to get. March Madness, for goodness sakes. Kansas back in the final four. Oh, my gosh, I love the NCAA tournament. All the upsets, the upsets, baby. And then all of a sudden you get to the final four, and it's Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. Even though I, I understand North Carolina is an underdog in the sense of seedings but not in the sense of being a blue blood. I digress. All that, Josh. Where do you want to start? I'm good with whatever, but I'm Ugh. curious to hear your thoughts front and center for Oklahoma softball. Oh, so if that's where you want to start, I'm all about it. It's like the guy that's walking up to you and goes, listen, uh, we can do this, this. You'll really get a lot of information from me on this. And maybe talk about that. Twisted my arm. All right, let's get into it. 
by the way, 405-329-9000 if you want to get in on the phone. 651-3439. I got yelled at this weekend because I didn't give the number out enough. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, that is at 405-651-3439. And on Twitter, at Plank Show, at Josh on Rev. Hour one, as always, is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. 405-735-1167, vhfence.com. And someone's already mad at me that I didn't include Josh in the, in the topics of conversation that we could get into and seemed like I conveniently left out maybe one of the top five most shocking moments on live TV last night. Yeah, Will Smith and Chris Rock. What the heck was that? I don't I don't know. I I, I, I don't know if someone's working up it. Well, I, I get the backstory, right? I completely understand. Completely understand the back, but it's just, it's still, I've seen comics say so many things worse about people in the stands. And... And our boy Will Smith was laughing initially. It's like he was laughing, saw his wife's reaction. He's like, you're right. <laughs> I need to go take care of this. Uh, it, so I'm sorry I left that out. I'm sure there'll be time for tomfoolery as this program goes on. Um, but what, what all did you get to take in as we start with Sooner Softball? Which, which games were you all in on this weekend? I mean, really, all three. All right. Have you? Now, I'm sure there's someone that's dug into the numbers. But as we open up the show today, have you ever seen a situation where a team made a pitcher look as beatable, right, for, for lack of a better term, as Oklahoma Sooner softball made Orem look the previous two times they had faced off against her? Did you? I, I'm, I had a... We were running behind this morning, so I left all of the, I left all my notes back in the Goldsby Studios. So I got to dig here for just a second. But I want to, off the top of my head, the Sooners scored six runs on her, Orm, on Friday night when they faced her in Hawaii. It was a pretty similar situation. Hawaii was where they had the eight-run inning. So, I mean, it. They had made her look very hittable. And then all of a sudden, you get into a situation where I don't know if she found another pitch or exactly what happened, but in the span of 48 hours, I don't – and I'm not trying to be sarcastic or smarmy or anything for effect, but it's it's two of the most unbelievable pitching performances I've seen in person. And – the person that lost has the incredible backstory because I get it. You know, sometimes you can make adjustments, but that big of an adjustment? All right, dude, I pulled up the numbers. You ready here, real quick? I'm ready. So when the Sooners faced off against Dariana Orm on Friday night, two and two thirds, six hits, eight runs, seven earned. Seven earned. Uh, when they faced her in uh, Hawaii, Orm, one inning, three hits, five runs, two walks. So in the span of two outings, they had touched her up for 13 runs. And then that gym happens yesterday? I, how? What, 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 what happened? What magic – what was the movie Rookie of the Year where they uh, – was it surgery when he broke his arm? 
And then when they took the cast off, he could throw like a thousand miles an hour. I felt like that's what happened. Rookie of the year, is that right or no? Maybe. Hold on. I'm Googling as we speak. But anyway. Um, How do you Google for that? Rookie of the year. Movie. Hold on. Rookie of the year movie. I guarantee you that's it. Yeah. I thought you were going to type in, takes cast off, throws a million miles an hour. Uh, you know what? I bet that gives you rookie of the year. Let's find out. Takes takes off cast, <laughs> throws a million miles an hour. I bet it. Let's see what it takes you to. Rookie of the year! <laughs> it, it knew. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, it, but that's what it was like. It was like rookie of the year. All of a sudden, ah, there's some sort of magic juice that she's got. I hope Troutwine was amazing yesterday. And she deserves all the kudos and the talk. But a person who had given up 12 runs in two innings, essentially, against this same team, gave up one hit through six and two-thirds of an inning. And had the final out. Out. Done. Finished. This isn't anything negative about OU, y'all. You're going to run into a, a pitching buzzsaw. It happened in the Women's College World Series. It'll happen again at some point this year. It happened earlier this year with Utah, right? Sure. Um, in fact, Ed Strong had brought that up to me on Twitter because I think I said on the broadcast, I hadn't seen anyone do this to Oklahoma in a long time. And he said, what about the what about the Utah girl? And I dug, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that's fair. So I maybe I blocked that game out because I was, <laughs> I was so worried about missing my flight. <laughs> I'm stuck in Palm Springs, Jackie. But it's just – it's amazing to think how little that happens if ever we're able to make an adjustment like that. And, again, nothing negative on Oklahoma. Nothing at all. It's going to happen again. But to face that and have your pitcher put you in a position with 13 strikeouts where you can win that game, it says as much about Hope Troutwine and how she's going to fit in long-term here – as it does anything to me from yesterday. I I said this off the air. Let, in any any softball people that are listening, you can agree or disagree with me. It's, it's not. It, again, you're never going to get negativity from me. Um, But if these two teams had played in a similar situation in 2021, at this point in the season, that seventh inning hole might be a little deeper than one zip. And a one run that you look at and you think, hmm. So that to me, that was the story from yesterday. That was it. That's that's a good takeaway. <laughs> Is and at this I we are very short term memory people in sports, right? I, I'm I'm very guilty of this. What have you done for me lately? Absolutely. And then sometimes when you have I, I me falling in love with every single free agent who has a great final week of the NFL season, right? You, you, you fall in love with a team or a player like, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's how this is going to last forever. Yeah. Because they're going to be great. But I, these are ending – these are going to end up being good places. Or, what am I saying? Good moments for this team down the road. We're going to look back on – on this Baylor series, and say, mm, this helped them. Because last year at this time, the, the pitching was starting to come together. That short-term memory thing, long-term memory, if they do something great, 
No one remembers last year at this point in the season. G was still trying to figure some things out. Nicole May was still very young. Shannon Sale was kind of carrying the load for him. I mean, they, Jim Rocha did an incredible job last year in, in keeping that staff together and then putting G. Warriors in a place that by the time she pitched in the World Series, she was unhittable. Short-term memories. We forget things like the path to get there and the road to get there. Do you remember what G. Warriors did when she pitched in the Super Regionals against Washington? You don't because she didn't. It's just, and then she's the, the the MVP. So my 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 point is, there was a lot still to come from that pitching staff at this point last year. Sure, this year to see where they are right now gets you even more excited about the year as it progresses. Yeah, right now you're just you're trying to keep this pitching staff where it's at. You know, for the re- remainder of the season, they've been exactly. so dominant. I mean, are, does that make? I want to make. Does that make sense? Am I making that clear that this isn't anything negative about any pitcher from from last year or anyone trying to blow it up too much for this year? But I just I feel like the pitching and, and specifically Hope Troutwine gets you excited about having to you know gut out a win over Baylor because you were down fewer runs than you might have been at this point last year. Well, I think if you asked. If you asked Jen Rocha, if you asked Coach Gasso, if you asked G. Juarez or Nicole May, I think they would tell you a, a similar thing about last season, which was, you know, we weren't quite clicking on all cylinders in the circle for a large portion of the season. There were some questions there. We knew we had this potential, but it, it, we weren't delivering it on a night in, night out basis. I think that's fair. I think anybody from Oklahoma softball would tell you that. So, absolutely, that's one of the takeaways from the walk-off win yesterday for T.R.A. Jennings Mm -hmm. is the pitching had you positioned in that spot. I think the other takeaway is this. Maybe you include the UCLA game. Maybe you don't. It was tied up one apiece midway through that, and Oklahoma found a way to – versus one of the – one of the teams that's considered one of the best teams nationally, Oklahoma finds a way to pull away and win that game 4-1. to one. But this team has been tested a yeah. little bit in the mix of all these different run rule victories. And, yes, there's been a wealth of those. You did have some adversity versus Tennessee. You had some adversity versus Utah. You had some there versus Baylor. And this team every single time has responded to it. Mm. It was fun, dude. It was really nice to be back, uh, back at Marita Hines Field. The, the the crowds are just insane. It is the definition of a of a team and a fan base that has outgrown its current settings, and it gets you very excited for the future. We were thinking, I wonder if you could get bleachers behind the bleachers. I mean, we're seeing home run balls consistently hit out there. Could we build another set of risers and kind of stagger them out there without outfield that would seating? Be awesome. Be, I, I don't know what the cost would be. I'm sure we could probably get it knocked out. We have, enge- I mean, OU has a college of engineering, right? Get the engineers, get the nerds out there. Let's figure something out. But then, <laughs> I, Toby Baldwin's probably like, bro, if you just knew how expensive that was, I couldn't even imagine. But I listen. I, I do have more than just softball for you today. But softball fans, we love to hear from you on the Air Comfort Solutions text line six five one three four three nine or on Twitter at Josh Onraf. I'm at Plank Show. Now we're down to four. In college basketball, uh, 
have we been entertained? Are you not yet entertained? We'll talk Final Four coming up here in just a bit. And yes, OU Baseball, an impressive weekend despite kind of a struggle yesterday. We'll dive into it all coming up next. And Team Will, Team Chris Rock. Standing here today, I'm Team Chris Rock. Yeah, I mean, you have to be on Team Chris Rock. You you can't take a joke from a comedian. I got a great story about when Don King literally almost got me beat up by a female listener who heard me talking bad about the Chiefs. Literally wanted to fight me in the middle of a remote at a place we'd never done a remote before. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, don't, don't mess with Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom, baby. I, I don't know if, if they didn't want us ever to come back because they were afraid I'd get attacked again or what. Uh, but listen, we, we got a big show coming up. So Team Chris Rock, Team Will Smith, we'll debate during the break and tell you next on The Plank Show. Question for today. Like, fan ethics, if that's making any sense today? Yeah. Yeah, I, and okay. you teased this a little bit in the opening segment. <laughs> I've got some perspective to give you on it during the break. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Plank Show right here on The Ref. I This song got me thinking about it. So let's say... As a fan of a team, you haven't been to see your team play in person the whole season. Um, And I don't want to give a number, but let's just say the halfway point. And your team is awesome. They are clicking. Ain't nobody stopping them. And finally, Josh, you go to a game. It's like, oh my gosh, this is I'm finally, I am at a game. I am I am here in person watching my team play. And they proceed to lay an egg. Do you make a decision at some point during that game if A, you leave early because you might be the bad mojo? Or B, stick it out because none of that matters as Toby Rowland has taught us. But there is fan superstitions. So what would you do? Diehard fan. Team's undefeated. Team's the best team in its sport. Suddenly you go to a game, and by halftime, fourth quarter, seventh inning, ninth inning, whatever, you say, I think I might be the problem, and you leave. Yeah, I'm not leaving Okay, if I paid for a ticket. Okay. Um, all right, let's, let's make this neutral ground here just to kind of – See, media doesn't work because media, you can't leave. Let's say you're like grandfathered in somehow magically. And it's not necessarily that it's that it's free ticket, but you were invited to come along or it was a work kind of, you know, great businesses have, we have tickets that maybe you'll give to employers or, or, or give way to high performers in their field. Would you then maybe say, oh, no. I haven't been here all season, and they've been incredible. And maybe it's me. I'm not superstitious, but maybe it's me. Would that ever lead you to maybe think about leaving? And I am superstitious, and look, I'll I'll do the jersey swap, <laughs> grab a different hoodie, need a different sweatshirt. Hey, let's rearrange. You go sit on this right. couch. You had this drink or that food. Big-time thing for me, too. So – I'm all about the superstitions. Do you, by, by the way, do, do you ever either go somewhere else to watch it or try to kick people out of the room? Oh, 1,000%. Okay, right. Get out. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Listen, I love you. You need to go in the other room right now or we're going to have a big problem. 
You're crazy. Yes, yes. We're, I, we're rolling with you over there in the living room. Get out of here. It was 21-0, and you walked in here, and you've been the mush ever since you walked in. Either you leave, or I'm going to drive somewhere and listen to it on the radio. I, like, there's crazy triggers for every fan, right, that they have that they believe makes a difference. Y- you know what's funny now that we're discussing this? I'm that way watching at home. Really? But I'm not that way at all in person. If I'm at the game, I don't. I'm not superstitious in that way at the game. Once you get to the game, it's like I'm here. <laughs> None of those things I do in my living room are going to going to affect this team now, like they would. If I was there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, it's, I'm, I'm is, out of the danger zone, which is so crazy when you think about it. <laughs> it's like, wait, I think what matters when you talk about it the next day. It doesn't make any sense. But in the moment, by God, that made sense. So anyway, just a general question. We can throw it out there. Help me out in the air. I don't ask for much from you. I ask every now and then for a good take, maybe for a few phone calls, a few text messages, urge you to frequent our sponsors that make this all possible. But the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I mean, what is... What is the play there? Is there anything in your mind that says, gosh, I'm – or at least, okay, here's another scenario then. Think about it from this perspective. I understand that we all have seats in the stadium where your ticket has you placed or your pass gets you in, whatever it might be. But if you are, instead of maybe leaving the game, do you say, uh, I'm going to go take a walk. Uh, I'm going to go maybe watch it from the concourse here or maybe stand over here. That ever be a move you might make? Yeah. Okay. If I could see that one more. And I'm sure I have to. I mean, like I said, I'm a superstitious fan by nature. So, you know, whether it's softball, baseball, gymnastics, football, I mean, pick whichever sport you want. If all of a sudden Oklahoma's on a run where I'm at, there's a good chance I'm going to stick it out you know, watching on the concourse or, you know, watching third base side instead of first base side, whatever it may be. So I, I I say that I'm not superstitious at an event, but I'm sure I have been in the past. Hmm. Okay. I'll just be curious. And maybe the deeper question here is, and, and we could go hacky all day on this, right? Hey, what's your favorite sports superstitious, Josh? <laughs> right. Superstitious. Superstition. What do you do? I wear the same socks every game. I remember Pastor Adam said he went, he has a football that he would just hold, and for some reason it made no sense, and it might have even been like a silver and black Nerf ball, but the Sooners always played well, so he'd always have it in his hands when right. the Sooner game was on. But no, 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 I'm just – have you ever left a sporting event, not in anger, and a lot of people have. Yeah, I've done that. We're out of here. Tried to do that once. Um but unfortunately, Toby demanded we do the, the post-game show. No, I'm but I, I, we've all done it, right? We've all done it. But have you ever done it with the idea in mind that you might be the problem? You might have brought the bad luck upon this team. Hmm. It was a theory that was being greatly discussed after the game yesterday. Because I, I'm not kidding. I think if I was in that situation and my team that I had been watching crush it all year, 
suddenly struggled in my presence? Hmm. Hmm. I'd probably be like, I'm out of here. If I think the same thing with broadcasts, and I'm not even kidding. If, if like Toby were to come in and do a softball game and they rolled, right? Rolled. I'd be like, gosh, T-Rod, you want to do another game? You don't want to break the mojo, right? 405-651-3439. Sean texted in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. He actually has a, a couple of good texts that he sent in. This last one's pretty funny, though. If you tell your superstition, it becomes ineffective. <laughs> so you can't share Oh, Oh, my gosh. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> right? I mean, that's a layer to this. I can't tell you my superstition. It'll ruin it. Yeah, it's like sharing your superpower. If everybody knows it, I mean, you lose that superpower. You you can't know that I have an 88 Dale Jr. shirt that I wore once when the Raiders won, and so now every game starts with that 88 Amp Energy Dale Jr. <laughs> shirt on. That exactly. does not fit me anymore. Yeah. 405-651-3439. Okay. Uh, I see somehow there is a fight about Will Smith and Chris Rock in the Air Comfort Solutions text box. So we'll take inventory on that. Who sent that? I don't know. Somebody texted that into us. <laughs> All the memes are taking over right now, right? From Will Smith, Chris Rock. I mean, I've I've seen Pootie Tang. Uh, Chris Rock is not a very good actor, okay? So when I saw this, it was... I thought work because I'm a wrestling fan and everything's a work. But I've also um, – I also realized I think this was, was real. So, anyway, Chris Rock is labeled as OU's first loss. Will Smith as T.R.A. Jennings. And there's that face down, hand follow through. It's, a real, it's real to me. That's pretty funny stuff. I think it was real. I think it was real. Well, let, let's get into it a little bit next. 405-329-9000. A lot of good softball stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that, we get, that we'll get to. And come on, man. The Final Four. It's, it's set. And we've got four essential blue bloods, which is hilarious as every path was pretty unique. We'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. That was a, a high-level meeting of the minds in there. Oh, big time. We in trouble? Everything oh, good? you and I are in timeout. Dang big it. time. Welcome back into the Plank Show. Oops. I love this idea that Steely came up with. Props to my man Mike Steely. Coming up next on Steely and Thune at noon. Coming up next. Like, yeah, it's really close. It's like two, <laughs> two hours, hours from 20 now. minutes away. They do this thing on Mad Dog Sports Radio, quick sidebar, uh, where they always will preview the show that's coming up next, even after the first break. So that'd be like us at... Well, what I just did, essentially. Steely and Thune at noon coming up next. I mean, it, and they, they don't tell you you have to, but a lot of guys do it. I'm like, I'm just trying to get to the next segment. I don't need to be telling you who's coming up next an hour and a half before it. But anyway, Mike Steely's little idea in here has made it easier for me not to screw up sponsor reads. Ah, uh, yes, it is. Kudos, Steel Man. It is nice. Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of. They're the premier fencing company in Oklahoma, 405 405- Seven three five one one six seven bhfence.com. Now, there is a certain person that will always live rent-free in my head. 
Can we have a personal moment here where I just kick the feet up on the couch a little bit and, and you kind of fix my sports therapy here? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Here is the guy that will always live rent-free in my head, and some of you might be him. And this is usually a really hard thing to admit to, to admit like your weaknesses and your faults. But I'm going to let you know this guy, this guy lives rent-free in my head. You ready? This tweet last night. Is this the E! Channel? Is this entertainment tonight? Is Kevin Frazier on the air? I don't care who slapped who. Stick to sports. Stay in your lane. No, I'm just going to be very clear. Stick to sports guy lives rent-free in my head. Always has in sports radio because uh, that's me. <laughs> I, I should be Josh Santamaria on Twitter because that's the fan that I've become. I'm just – I feel like if I call myself out – you don't have to. I'm very much this guy. If I'm driving around and I, I listen to inter- I listen to the bonfire, I listen to Howard Stern, to that's my entertainment. Ah, my sports radio. Every single one of you that do it, by the way. Oh, do I have to hear another story about a Jason Smith Syracuse tale? Get back to sports. I'm just I like the Syracuse tales. See? So this maybe this is part of my reason why. Because I know how I am. I know I'm this dude. But I don't want to be this dude. Well, I am. And then if he could follow it, Josh, in the same vein, I I don't think we should be constrained by the broadcast clock, so to speak. But just because it says sports radio, we're okay to talk about one of the biggest stories that's happening right now that is in our very fake, uh, not real world. And, if- <laughs> and I would say this. The world of acting. First of all, I think you're free to roam beyond just strictly I sports. I and, typically agree. And we spend a lot of our time talking OU sports, so I feel we, we have a little bit of leniency here. But, hey, I will look at the text line for justification. We've right. got a lot of people chiming in about this this morning. And, and so this was – I should give full disclosure. This was from last night, this guy's text was, and, and literally – Josh, it came in the last hour of the show when we hadn't talked about it for like 45 minutes. It had just happened. <laughs> and we're on national radio. as we like, dude, Will Smith just smacked someone. It's perfect for talk content because we don't know if it's fake or real. But so every going full circle here as we wrap up this meandering thought on why I freak out to shift away from sports every now and then. <laughs> um, but. Every time I try to talk about this or talk about anything beyond, you know, the draft or Sooner Spring football or Sooner softball, this dude, this dude right here is always in my head. Not just that one in particular, but every one of you that, hey, get back. So I tread lightly on stories like this. We'll, we'll sprinkle it in every now and then. We probably won't, we probably won't put it to like a Twitter poll or a, a text line question. But that's why I'm stick to sports guy when I'm driving around in my car. So with that said, is there any chance this thing is still a work between Chris Rock and Will Smith? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a chance, but I don't think it was, man. I think it was genuine. And, you know, those guys, professional actors, whatever, you know, obviously Will Smith is, but 
the reaction from Chris Rock, I just don't think you can fake that that well. I mean, how yeah. disheveled he was, which that's the most legendary part of all of it. If he didn't screw up the one part where he said, and we're giving a documentary out tonight, <laughs> like if, if he had nailed that part, instead right. of saying that, if he had said, and we're here to award a documentary an Oscar, it would have been one of the greatest hosting jobs in the history of television hosting jobs. He was unreal. And Amy Schumer actually looked funny again. I was very at moments. <laughs> but I, it was on in the background. But when that happened, it became everything. And it, and it was funny. I told Arnie last night. I'd kind of strayed my attention to reading a seven-round mock draft and kind of where all the Sooner guys were going to go because I'm a crazy person. But Arnie started blowing up our phones. Let's go. Turn on TV. What's going on? Or no, this is how Arnie text. Plank. Plank. And this guy was like, Danny. I mean, literally, that's all he'll text. I'll show you. He texted in our group text, Danny. Danny. It's like, what? Just what? say what Turn, you want to right. say. Turn on TV was literally the three. <laughs> so I I still, there's a part of me that wonders <laughs> if it's a work. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the wrestling part of me that just will not let this die as some sort of fake that we saw or, or some sort of real thing that we saw last night. If we're assigning blame, I think you and I are both in agreement. It's on Will Smith. Totally, completely, 100%. I mean, look, I – Totally understand sticking up for your wife. I understand the medical condition for Jada Pinkett Smith. Get it. Totally understand, understand all of that, and that's merited and that's justified. You can't lose your mind <laughs> at a comedy joke in that setting and assault someone, right? I mean, you you just can't. Assault. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page on this. I, I was laughing because as soon as we had the conversation about stick to sports guy and how he lives in my head, our guy Buck Rising in Tennessee just put out a Twitter poll that said, should we even do a sports show today? And so far, he's got like 20 votes. It's very early. 69% of those say, no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> we only want to hear about Will Smith and Chris Rock. I, I don't know. I, I told you, I don't know how I ended up following all these dudes from Nashville. I'm not complaining. But Jason Martin tweeted, he goes, it's funny that Chris Rock getting slapped turned into a Ryan Tannehill conversation somehow this morning. So if you <laughs> if you can find a way where we can flanagle it into any spring ball talk, you let me know. Or NFL talk, for that matter, right now. Okay, I'm trying not to get sucked into this NFL stuff. So let's reset and get back to some sooner spring football recruiting and OU softball talk because now Kevin Stefanski is talking. Josh McDaniel gave a little bit. I, got, I won't lie to you. Didn't give the most glowing idea as to where the Raiders are with Derek Carr and his contract right now. Oh, some Raider fans hear that, and it's a fist. Yeah! Yeah! No, stop. Speaking of that, I see True Sooner is on hold as well, too, so hang in there, True. I'll give you the entire segment next. Josh is so confused when he looks down and says, you're not going 12 minutes past the break? What's going on here? Well, in that uh, two-hour, three-hour, four-hour conversation with myself in front of the bonfire on Saturday night, Josh, there was a lot of you need to be better on hitting the break. You had much self-reflection. Hey, you left a burn ban for even 24 hours, and I'm going to get some twigs burned now. All right, quick break. Um, Your calls, 405-329-9000. Got some texts rolling in. Uh, In our fan conversation that we were having, fan etiquette, if you will, you good luck, bad luck. We'll talk about it all coming up right here on The Ref. Huh? That's like the plot twist. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, I actually booked some guests for today. But you as, did. As you would know, with my current booking run that I'm in the midst of, I'm about 0 for 50 in booking guests. Thank you to Eric Bailey and Joey Helmer for breaking that trend last week. No, we're 1,000%. We just don't get them the day we say we're going to get them. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two weeks Fine. Listen, I can talk. I've been talking about Aaron Torres coming on this show for probably a year now, and, he, and inevitably when it happens, I'll probably forget to call him or something of that nature. But so I, but we, <laughs> this is the last day I'm trying this, all right? This is my last opportunity to try to, to get and talk some college basketball with John Fanta, who I think is a rising star in the college basketball world. Uh, he's actually a Seton Hall alum. And that's where the St. Peter's coach ended up going. So John Fanta is slated to join us from Fox Sports 1. And the Big East side of things give us some perspective on Villanova. And Aaron Torres, if I remember to text him. <laughs> Do you Very a, nice. That'd be a couple of good guests. Hey, I, I, I tell you, this is a college basketball show. Somehow I'm leading our bracket. Did you know that? I found that out on the drive-in. I did Toby too. Roland. This has been – guys, I'm not trying to – Sounds smart. I hope people realize that's not me. I'm never I'm never concerned about being wrong. I really like being right, but I'm going to miss some games. I am on a horrific streak. I am the mush when it comes to filling out brackets. In fact, it's been so bad, I think I was on a five-year run of filling out just one bracket. But this year, we had the um, our, our Ref Radio Network one. We had a Fox Sports Radio one. I had a Mad Dog one. And I think an ESP. So I had four different brackets. Again, no money involved. This is just pure bragging rights. And I don't know how it happened, but in all four of those brackets, I lost in some way, shape, or form the Final Four team, the national champion, the national runner-up. I mean, I had Kentucky now playing, and they were gone in the first round. And I'm still in the top five of all those brackets somehow. You must have done well in terms of getting teams into the Sweet 16, Elite 8. I won't lie to you, I haven't even really looked. But I think pretty much everybody had Gonzaga, Kentucky, those teams in the Elite Eight. Who else? Arizona, right? I I did feel pretty smart, though, whenever I started to see how many people did lose Kentucky as well. I was like, oh, "Oh." dude, that was my national champion. Are you kidding me? I had Kentucky over Auburn. And (laughs) and when Toby said that, that's when I first looked. And I was like, well, how's my Mad Dog bracket doing? Wow. I looked last night at Fox Sports Radio. I was leading after Saturday night's games. But I don't know how. It's crazy. True Sooner, take us to the top of the hour. What's going on, man? How are you, True? Hey, man, good to see you this weekend. It was a perfect weekend. Hey, there, True it? Sooner was out representing in a beautiful right. weekend weather-wise. Now, I took I took different kids. I took different grandkids on Friday and Sunday. Now, do they do those autographs? Do they do those every Friday night, or is that just every once in a while? How, does it, how do okay, they do that? Okay, hold up. I have a question. How many yeah. grandkids you got? Six. Okay. If there is either a pair or a one grandkid that when you take to the game, the team tends to win more often, <laughs> does he right. or she get an opportunity oh, to go with you more than the others? Definitely. definitely. Ah, I, okay. All right. Yeah, definitely. That, that's definitely working every out. Time, every time True Sooner takes little Johnny, they lose. But every time little Sally goes, they win. I, I, I well, see where you would develop a trend. Little Tommy, he's he's my he's my uh, eight year old in uh, Wichita Falls. He don't get ah. to go to OU games because he's a Texas fan. Oh well, then that's so, obviously an issue that's much deeper than anything of this yeah, nature. 
Yeah, you're, you're out of the circle of trust. This, yeah, bye. Yeah, he's not, yeah and, that, and that's not my favorite son-in-law. Uh, no, let, I'm kidding, he is. He, let me, he really is. Let me text real quick and ask for you, True Sooner, because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not even lying. That's a great question, is I noticed him doing it after the games. There's a set amount of time. They do for about 30 right. minutes. Right. I, I think, I mean, right? The, yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. So I think that's yeah. I think that's continuing every game. Maybe it doesn't happen on Sunday. It, did, it didn't happen yesterday. It did right. not happen yesterday. I think yeah. it's a Friday-Saturday so anyway, thing. Okay. So so my thing is, also, I was going to tell you, so yesterday when I saw you, OU had one hit through six innings, right? OU had one and, hit through six and two-thirds. Right, right. Well, I decided to cross in front of your path down there and go to the other side of the stadium, and that's when I waved to you. And then, oh, you got three hits and a grant and a and a three run shot, uh, Tre Jennings. So, so does that mean I have to do that every time? OU's behind. Do oh, I need to? Gosh, see, the this these are the questions that you have to ask whenever you're committed to a championship mindset. True, sooner. That's right. Because right. either you're committed to the cause and you're doing it every single game. Or you're costing right. your team by not following up on your superstition. That's exactly. Now I will tell you this. Let me ask you this: Does it work in the reverse though? And what I mean by that is, in 1983, Uh-oh. I was a young young person in high school, and I went to the OU OSU game in Stillwater, and OSU was ahead. Listen to this: OU was ahead. I'm sure you studied this game before. They were ahead, 22, uh, 20 to three, right? With with nine minutes to go in the game, and we left the game early. The only time I've ever left an OU game early, we left the game. And OU goes on to score eighteen Ooh. points in the last nine. So do you? Do you? Uh, do you figure out that maybe you were the cause of it See? and you should leave? There you go. There that's, you go. Oh, that's the question. Sure, we got to run, buddy. Got to run. Good, we'll you, good stuff, See true. You, that's the whole. Di- that's the debate we're having today, true. It's a plank show right here on the ref. Stick around. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Do you know what I'm missing out on this weekend? Oh, Josh is working the phones. 405-329-9000. It's the best way to get in touch with us. I, I want to bring the call back. That's what I want to do. I want to bring the caller back. That's, that's the goal. Toby's like, where did it ever go? TJ had blown through calls every day. I love it. Air Comfort Solutions text line, which is where I live, 405-651-3439. This was off an Air Comfort Solutions text that asked for Kenny Loggins. You you okay? I tried to interfere on the Josh show a couple segments ago. I'm sorry about that. You were hey, <laughs> now you you come take over the show in here. You, you were you were busy in off air conversations. I rolled in there because I was. On, on Saturday night, just thinking about softball from this past weekend, I told the story in the first segment that when I – you lift a burn ban, I got plenty of brush to yeah, burn. Yeah, giddy up. Yeah, I'm going to burn. Um, it's one of the – it's like I, I literally think the joy in my life could be a fire pit, and that's it. And it's just, you got a bunch of sticks? Let's burn. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. And it was so funny because I was thinking about the Chappelle show – Charlie Murphy, Prince. Not obviously. Everyone was talking about Charlie Murphy and uh, Rick James last night with the five fingers say to the face slap. Um, but on Saturday night, I was thinking about walk off calls, <laughs> and I thought, would it be funny to drop in game blouses at some point? But then, as that the whole mind just took off, it's like, bro, I don't know. That's Chappelle. That might be that might be a cancelable offense. And then it's blouses for a 
a, a women's event. What are you thinking? So would that have been a cancelable action? I think it, I think it would have to be a men's sporting event. Ah, gotcha. Think you're right. Gosh, but I'm, well, such a good call. <laughs> you know, I mean, it would be awesome. Game blouses and the people that got it would be cracking up. Oh yeah, and it would be incredible. I play. I was a little bit nervous, Josh. Uh, I c- coach came in and I sat through the, which are awesome. The the press con. Did Joey tell you on Friday? Huh. Press conferences were in person. After the games, you know what? Actually, I take that back. Yeah, he he did he did mention a little bit about that I, when he and I chatted on Saturday. The stars, actually. the stars were out this weekend. By the way, I saw Joey Helmer out there. I saw James Hale out there. I saw Joe Bettner out there. Abby was back out. Eyes there. on Oklahoma podcast. Eyes on Oklahoma podcast and newsletter and newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I can't speak today either. I just want to warn everyone. But yeah, no, it was it was awesome. And we were sitting in there after the game yesterday. And, gosh, see, here comes stick to sports guy in my head. You're going to get sports? What about the game? But we're sitting in there, and she goes, how to sound? After she's done with everything, I'm here. What'd you say? And so I played it, and she just kind of listened to it and then sat back and went back into another conversation. <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. Like, huh, do you not like that? Okay. She probably would have preferred the game blouses. <laughs> no, you see, I, I'm just trying to imagine that conversation I would be having. Uh, with with coach. Well, you see, Charlie Murphy initially <laughs> when he met Prince, <laughs> see, he didn't know that he was a basketball player and that he was really good. He and didn't, he didn't know that yo Prince can ball. And and when when they won, and by the time you're explaining it, you're realizing this isn't going well. <laughs> JT said, "No, no, no, you can never never use game blouses." But then I was thinking, and by the way, this wasn't even anticipating. I thought they'd win twenty zip yesterday. Okay, this was just things you do when you're. Sitting by a burning pile of sticks. Oh yeah, then I uh, then I started thinking, what if you drop something like, now let's go get some pancakes at the end of it. How could you work that in? But then you, I think someone's isn't that like a Simpsons did it thing? Wasn't there a play by play guy that did movie references and hockey, and like when they scored, like mom the meatloaf, and everyone lost their mind. Simpsons did it. Yeah, see, and I, I can't have that happening. But on the field, it was a fun weekend. I thought. I thought Oklahoma played pretty incredible on Friday and Saturday. But I also think that there is still so many areas to clean up and improve that that's got to be exciting. That's got to be exciting for Coach Gasso. Because I I feel like that this is – I feel like that this is one of those teams that's – just not going to get beat twice. I'll say it. It's just not going to happen. It would be a massive upset. It's just not going to happen. They're too good. But their 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 biggest battle, I think, is themselves. Now, you might not want someone who might look at that as some rat poison, and that's fine. But I mean, there's they won a game they had no business winning with the way that uh, Orm had performed in the circle and. Boy, she did something different from the first time they faced her in Hawaii on a Friday to the second time they faced her in Norman on a Friday. It's just two completely different pitchers. Blown away. But with that said, I think there's also enough stuff to where even a team that is 29-0 now and of those 29 wins, 24 have been by run real fashion. Like I said, I left all my notes at home. Yeah, here we go. Uh, a, A team that's 
Yeah, 29 and 0 and 24 wins by run rule. Oh, no, they had to play seven innings, but it was also the first time that they had played a full game since they played Utah on February 27th. It's quite a run. Oh, and by the way, Baylor from March 10th in Hawaii is still the last team to get a hit with a runner in scoring position against the Sooners. Are you kidding me? It's like an 0 for 34 streak right now. That's wild, which, I mean, that's not a lot of opportunities with runners in scoring position. Dude, real quick. Real quick, look at the runs scored against them just the last five games. One zip, one, one, zip. If we can go back further, zero, zero, one, one, zero, 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 three, one, one. And then you have that extra inning game against Tennessee where things got a little bit crazy. But, I mean, that's, that's incredible. So, fun weekend. I want to give a shout-out, though, Real quick before we move on, Josh, to the fans themselves at both Mitchell Park and Marita Hines Field. They're lining up two hours before the game outside the the entrances. There's not a, a seat in the house. You now have areas that have become places where you want to be seen in right center field on the the patio. And in left center field, the party patio, I should say, left center field, the papio, you've got, you've got an event now, baby. And, I mean, they're going to start back up the fan fests. The Home Run Village is going to be back soon. So there's a lot of great juice. But shout out Johnny Baseball. <laughs> because as I'm leaving and as I'm driving down that little side road, which is a perfect little cut for my road home until someday, someday they're going to finish that road out to Highway 9 that they've been working on for a year by the 7-Eleven. Anyway, I digress. You've been over there? It's like been shut down for a year. And they don't have good signage there, so you go rolling down and all of a sudden it's road closed. Yeah. What is that? Uh, I, I, is it Constitution? No, no, no. It's, it's Imhoff? Imhoff. Thank you. Imhoff. Gold star for Josh. Yeah, no, that is uh, frustrating, especially when you're trying to – Two are from Kenny Hill, Deli Bar. It's an easy path. Right, it's an easy path. But I, the environment they've created on that berm in baseball is awesome. And all it takes is a little sunshine. Now, I'm sure for Oklahoma. They want to get them in the park. You want those fans inside. You want them paying for tickets, and I, I get that, and I agree. But, man, that's kudos, guys. I mean, it was really, really cool to see. I got up at one point, kind of, or got out at one point, kind of walked around a little bit. It was, it was cool. Couches up there. You got pizza everywhere. You got fans that are into it. Might see a couple boxes. I mean, it's just, it was amazing. And you know, I, sometimes you get nostalgic and you think about, gosh, how scared you were that moments like these might not be happening for a long time as we rolled through the summer two years ago. And the spring, you know, this this is about that spot where we're looking back to two years ago when the sports world shut down. But I get a little misty. So kudos to the environment that has been created on that berm. That is that is really cool to see. And a great Big 12 series opening win for Oklahoma. Fantastic. You know, it's kind of funny that as I was driving by, I was thinking the same thing you are. How do you get these people in the stands? 
I really appreciate what you're building, but man, it'd be really, really cool if we could create that environment behind home plate. But it's awesome. I just, I was fanboying out for the fans this weekend because you got a beautiful weekend. You showed out. Now, a quick aside, I don't know what this week holds for us. Both teams are slated to play on Tuesday. But last check, it's supposed to get dicey around here on Tuesday night, right? I mean, we have to we have to start really kind of taking inventory of what the weather forecast might be. And it looks like, gosh, it looks like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday are a little bit concerning right now. So you're saying David Payne season? David Payne season, which reminded me, I rely on weather.com too terribly much. So let's see what David Payne has for us tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance we might not get to play tomorrow. What time's the weather supposed to get in? You know what? I th- Based on what David Payne has on News9.com, by the way, any weather forecasters, we're taking applications as we speak. Yeah, we could use a field reporter. Especially this time of year. Uh, it looks like the chance of showers and thunderstorms is a little more severe on Wednesday right now. That's good news. But... It not, looks not, like not good news for the golf show. I'll be doing that night, but oh, you got a golf show that night. It cloudy skies, seventy percent chance of showers and thunderstorms on Tuesday night. A low temperature of fifty three. Yeah, but see the percentage that they had on the calendar was ten. I, I don't know. I don't think there would be a contingency plan this week. I think if if Wichita State or who's who's baseball got on Tuesday. Uh, I read the read all weekend long, so I can't believe I have no idea and can't remember who baseball is playing this weekend or, or this Tuesday. Is it is Oklahoma it State? I mean, thanks, playing. Way to not know Bedlam was coming up or remember Oklahoma State on Tuesday. And From Tulsa. One Oak. Uh, let's see what Tulsa looks like. <laughs> Hold on. Let's check both here rather quickly. Go from News 9 to News 6. My, my point is I don't think that either team would be – looking at the potential of doing something Wednesday or Thursday. I don't, I don't think if they can do it on Tuesday that they're not going to do it at all. Big week for OU baseball. you got Bedlam Tuesday, and then, of course, the Texas series that has got shifted down to Globe Live. They've got an 80% chance of showers in Tulsa on Tuesday night. Be a nice weekend to head down uh, to Big D, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And am I alone? I know there's some people that are probably mad about losing this game in, the series in Norman. In Norman. But I'm kind of fired up about playing in Arlington. Oh, no. It, it, it'll be awesome. I mean, it's a conflicting decision, though. It just kind of is what it is. Hey, the see if you'll take this and run with it, right? The Oklahoma win over Baylor in softball to close the series. Yeah. Nice little reminder that maybe that perfect undefeated season not going to be Perhaps as easy as some thought. I mean, it's yeah. a it's it's a good reminder, and I'm guilty of this. I get caught up in look how dominant this Oklahoma softball team is. All these run rules. You mentioned it's the same pitcher that it looked like batting practice at times when Oklahoma was matching up with this girl in uh, the previous two games versus Baylor this season. And yet, what happens when teams play Oklahoma? They know that they're up against number one. Oklahoma they know that it's an undefeated team and you're going to get their best right so whether it's versus Baylor yesterday uh, 
on Sunday, whether it's, you know, take your pick one game somewhere versus either Oklahoma State or Texas. If anybody thought this was going to be, and I don't think a bunch of people did, but we can get caught up in the dominance, I think, of Oklahoma softball at times and forget that, you know, like the opponent's trying to beat OU (laughs) and they understand what they're up against in Oklahoma, right? Can I – can I tease a take on this? Sure. Yesterday, to me, was the anomaly. But in a way that is completely different than you think. I'll explain next. Sooners swept the weekend, but questions about Sunday arise. I was joking with Eric Lopez about this on the In the Circle podcast. I said, bro, we'll have people that'll text our show and be like, gosh, are they in trouble? They're 29-0. But I hope they learned their lesson. But I think yesterday was the anomaly. But for a completely different reason than just, say, a team challenging them. It's a little in the weeds, but we'll talk about it next. Can we go in the weeds here on Sooner Softball? Please. All right, we'll do it next right here on The Ref. Can we have a couple minutes in planks now, an old man? Real quick. Yeah. It's been a hard thing for me to grasp, but uh, I am now one of the olds. Yeah, I feel like I kind of am too. But. Uh, Tyler just explained to me how to do screen grabs with the re- recording the video of it. I'd never done that before. On oh, on your, your yeah. iPhone? And then I realized, oh, that's how they do all the scrolling notes and how they... Right, that they share on social media and this and that? Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> I just learned from Tyler. I felt... I felt you would mock me and be like, gosh, where have you been? But I actually no, feel a little better now. No, I uh, I don't know how to do it, and All right. I, I'm sure a quick Google search oh, would yeah. alleviate <laughs> that. But I, I went to my – I started to go to my wife last night and tell her that I wanted to start piano lessons again. I, I played piano up until the time I was 15. Were 40. you good? Uh, I, think I mean, I not was. that you were Mozart or something. Right. No, but. no, no. If you were to ask my mom, I was Mozart, and I ruined my life by quitting the piano because <laughs> I wanted to impress Lisa Forstein. But yeah, I um, that's reasonable. I miss yeah. I I would do competitions and stuff. I was a nerd, man. I was a band nerd. That's cool. Back in the day. I loved it, but I stopped playing and I never practiced. And it's not like riding a bike. <laughs> Playing the pianos now. Yeah, grab that sheet music. I'll just dong, dong, dong. So I, <laughs> unless you're Elton John, unless you're Elton John, it probably right. is like riding a bike. But before I did, I was like, well, let's just look on YouTube. <laughs> Literally, you can learn how to become a concert pianist on on the tube of views. So I appreciate that your first in, intuition was, yeah, I'm not going to ask anyone. I'll just YouTube how to do this. If I really wanted to, I probably would have been able to get off easy without looking too old. I just don't know what. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure I could be creative and actually helpful for us with some screen shares, but I haven't really had a need for it. Some dude dropped that on me this weekend that was – I don't know if he was mad. I didn't – I won't lie. The uh, the check-ins were amazing this weekend. We had tons of them. So my my eyes were sometimes spinning like a jackpot. But I think he was mad – or I, again, not really mad, but he used that feature to say, hey – I did some of this research a week ago, and he shared like a note that he was scrolling down. I appreciate the the work. I think it was at Home Run Tracker. At I think uh, Tyler's had him on the Diamond Envy podcast. But yeah, hey, screen grabs. Welcome to this. Yeah, I know how so to do screenshots. Can you tell me how to do it then? So all you do is you swipe up. Oh gosh, that, that was a text to my wife. You you swipe up, 
And when you get to the record thing, you just hit record. Now, of course, my phone won't do it here while I'm trying to show you my brilliance. How I understand, maybe it's pulled down. Oh, my gosh. I can't. Ah! I'm just bragging about doing something that I can't even do right now. All right, there we go. And so then you just click the record and you're I good. S- I'm, I'm still not. I, like, where do I do this at? What <laughs> screen? It's captivating radio. But I'm here for it right now. I think if you just even search screen grab. Hold on, let's find out. No, that won't work. It's literally like when you scroll up and it gives you all the different items. Like if you can turn off Wi-Fi. If you just hit that record, it'll work. I think you can do it with your camera too. Mm. I think I'm going to be YouTube in that just to double check. I truly understood the assignment during the next break. All right, anomaly. I don't think you can actually screen grab. <laughs> I think I think Tyler was just I'm trolling convinced. me. Uh, all right. I mentioned at the break, before the break, I wanted to get into why yesterday was the anomaly. Because here's and I pre, we're going to get all the text messages answered. They're on. It's been on fire today. And in fact, every single segment I go into saying we're doing text this segment, but then I realize. We, We've got so much to get to. I don't know when we can. And we're going to do it next segment, promise. I get I get the feeling. Yesterday was the anomaly because the challenge happened on Sunday. And it has been my experience. It's been my experience that usually that best shot for the underdog is Friday night. Friday night when you get your ace on a great team. And yes, softball is different, so you can circle back on Sunday and see that same pitcher throw, maybe even that next Saturday. But good teams, one, two times through the lineup, third time you're okay. By the fourth time, if they've made an adjustment and maybe your adjustment isn't as good, boom, you're going to get lit up. So my point is usually by Sunday, everyone's figured out what a pitcher has, even – Pitchers might have a little bit of a better idea on hitters, but for the most part, you're going to have your best shot to roll on a Sunday. That's why, to me, yesterday was the anomaly. And it's been weird because that's outside of the 20-zip win over Iowa's kind of in the season, right? You know, that Sunday game against Utah was I was a little much. Sunday game against Baylor was a little much. But I get the sense, Josh, as we get into conference season and you start seeing – some of these aces, even though some of them you've seen a lot, like the – I don't know why I'm just – Miranda Ellish at Oklahoma State, you've seen a lot. Depending, There's only one pitcher at Texas that you haven't seen too terribly much. So I think I think the Friday night is going to be the night where if someone gets him, that's when they might get him. Because I think, A, a lesson was learned yesterday, and now going forward, if you don't get him on Friday, I don't know if you're going to get him in a series. So that's where, to me – the anomaly was from Sunday. The anomaly to me was that usually I would have expected Orm to have a game like that on Friday. That makes sense, sure. And then by Sunday, if she starts again, Oklahoma's putting eight runs up on her. But I'll tell you what, it was one of the most impressive bounce-back performances I've ever seen. I don't know where that came from, how. It was just it was a pitcher that looked a thousand percent hittable to suddenly unhittable in the span of a couple of days. Unhittable until that one little flyout was not a flyout. Did you see the Jocelyn Allo reaction in the background of the Tiari Jennings home run? <laughs> no. Okay, go watch it real quick. Pull it up. If it's on at OU underscore softball, and there, there you go. I don't know why I'm trying to walk you through. Go to twitter.com. 
I love the idea, by the way, that we can share a screen in here. That's that is one of my favorite things about this here radio show. All right, you got to watch. No, you got to go back and watch it again. Go full screen on it. So Jennings hits the home run, which I now I got burned. Watch her. What? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, here, go back one more time so I can so I can do play by play to radio. So she sees it. She has the bat in her right hand. She jumps up, and as she's coming down, she slams the bat down on the ground like Gronk Spike style. It was awesome. It was awesome. And is that is that TRA's 12th now on the season? Uh, yes, off the top of my head, yes. By the way, I've come to realize that I'm very – I'm going to stay very firm on, like, my initial answer. So you think that's 12? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Even though at the time I'm like, I don't know if it's 12 or not. I have no idea. But I decided I'm going to stay strong with my initial answer. I I was, uh, by the way, told off the air, I need to inform the public that that was Sooner Magic yesterday. We have not mentioned that phrase this morning. Tell me more about the Sooner Magic. I don't – I've never heard of that. I I tend to hold off on maybe Sooner Magic until the postseason. That's that's when – but it was. I mean, it's a great example of it, right? You couldn't have looked more beatable. You know what I came away very impressed by as well, just on a broadcasting note? Go ahead. They had the whole walk-off graphic ready. I was like, like watching the highlight, I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> walk-off, three-run so, home run. I was blown away by know, that. Uh, my guy, Gary, over at the Sooner Fans podcast, or I'm sorry, Gary, the Sooner Fans Facebook page, sent a message that some of the graphics – we're a little confusing. Have you heard this? With the TV broadcast? With the Ballet or? Sports uh, stuff. But the funny part of that is we don't have a graphics person on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> so somehow Grant Wade and Parker and Phil Wall worked their magic. And yeah, we, we were graphics. able to pull this thing together. Yeah. But I don't know. If, if Gary doesn't mind, I want to read it to you and see what you think about it. If you don't mind, Gary, just the idea of what you're frustrated or fans are frustrated about. But it was literally, I reread it and I thought, Dang, that that makes a lot of sense <laughs> whenever I was reading it. It's like, huh, I I wonder if I agree with that. You know what? Well, they got this one right, dang it. <laughs> so we'll take a quick timeout, dive into it next. It's a busy you might you might say it's busy. What are you talking about, man? It's over the top crazy in the sports world right now. We're an hour and a half in and we haven't yet talked about the final four, though much like Friday's show. If I tease it long enough, a college basketball fan will get mad at me, and I'll get the, when are you going to get to college basketball text message? Yeah, let's see. Have we gotten any angry texts here um, recently? No, no, doesn't look that way. Um, so disappointing. Unbelievable. <laughs> Why are so many people fighting about Chris Rock and Will Smith on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? <laughs> uh, I think Will Smith should go to jail. What, can we read some of those next? Yeah, yeah, we right, should. It's a plank show. Ooh. Welcome back into the plank show. Did you get it to work? We are seriously sitting here fighting our phones trying to get this stupid thing to work. No, I, I still don't know how to do this. I can't, I can't get to that screen on my phone anymore. That screen on my phone doesn't have all those buttons on it. Yeah, what? I'm and thankful. To swipe up. Oh, and- you know what? During the next commercial break, I'll show you how to do it on your phone. I think I know how to. 
<laughs> uh, technology one, Plank Show zero. Welcome to the Ref Sports Radio. I feel, like, I feel like they should have taught me this in the in the store when I got this. Right? They should have been like, like wait, "Here's your so, crash so course here." Screen grabs. Uh, I understand screenshots, but w- w- what's the deal? I need to call up there to the store, and <laughs> see if they'll walk me through it. Okay, your choice. Which tweets are tech? No, and I mentioned Gary. I just I don't want to start talking about graphics unless I didn't check my Facebook page. Sorry, Gary. But I want to get to that in a bit. But there's there's your choice of topics. Would you rather get into the Chris Rock Will Smith takes on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Or would you rather get into the uh, the Patty Gasso questions? Uh, I think we can do both, maybe. All right. Start with start with the Chris Rock stuff. By Air Comfort Solutions text line, best way to be a part of the show, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Um, or, of course, Twitter at Plank Show at Josh on Rep. I have not played on Twitter at all today, so – Take me to where you want to start, Josh. Are we getting away with assault now? If so, where's Mule Shoes? So in L.A., you can get away with slapping people. Well, you know who else lives in L.A.? Guys. Hey, we need to have a serious conversation at some point. About the, the way that he was treated on that post? Oh, my of, with gosh. His friend. Yeah. A dude died, people. What are we doing? I mean, I, I completely understand frustration and still anger about it. But man, uh, all right, there, get, hit the six month one. That's that's my personal favorite conspiracy theory that's out there right now. Um, <laughs> birthday birthday bros back. Will Smith birthday September twenty fifth. Just about six months from his birthday. This the two months around your birthday and six months from your birthday are the worst days. It always happens. Now hang on a second. You keep adding things to it. I love this guy. I thought it was like within like a two week window on either side of the birthday initially. Now it's like you can be six months away, two months out. So basically, what you're saying is bad things are going to happen at all times okay. because of your birthday. So a little plank show context here for those that don't get to listen to Josh and I regularly or just found us. Uh, we have a regular texter who firmly believes that, and, and he's almost sold me on it a couple of times, uh, firmly believes, Josh, that there is an absolute correlation between the way a team plays and what or a player plays and how it's in correlation to when their birthday is. Because originally it was when you're two months out from your birthday, it's the worst month of your life which I guess I just wrapped up the worst month of my life. And you're never going to – my birthday. Six months. Be, now he's added it to six months? It always happens. I, and I, I guess this – did this start with Spencer Rattler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why he was. was playing poorly. I think we're going to have to add a whole new angle whenever we have our conversations about um, sports superstitious, uh, superstitions that we've been having today. It all comes back to the birthdays. I mean, is that one that truly makes any sense? It was, straight to the point, it was 100% real, and Will Smith was completely out of line. Will Smith was wrong. Ding, ding, ding. I agree. I always love how they everything becomes some poignant moment. 
Denzel Washington went to him and said, when you're at your highest, that's when the devil's going to come for you. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be memes of that at some point here pretty soon. This is pretty good on the superstition subject. <laughs> Every Steeler playoff game, Cousin drinks seven Mountain Dews because Steelers made one comeback win when he was young, <laughs> and he had drank like seven Mountain Dews that game. 44 years old now and still fighting through the sugar and caffeine every Steeler playoff game. When does he sleep? I hope you didn't drink all those Mountain Dews for the Chiefs game. I, I hope you went into that one with the understanding you probably weren't going to win that playoff game. I wonder, I wonder how you handle that from just a trying to come down from a perspective. Do you go run through a wall when please, you have that much? Please consult with your primary care <laughs> physician if you should continue this superstition. I mean, I have I have a buddy of mine that is, uh, well, he's probably listening, but like Pat and his Red Bulls. It's like you worry. It's, I'm, am I part of the problem because I bought Pat a Red Bull? But no, you that much though? By the way, I also feel that way anytime I get anyone rain. It's like, God, these are like supposed to be terrible for you. What are we doing right now? Um, I don't know. That's actually that, but I don't like Mountain Dew that much. Like, it wouldn't make sense to me if it was something that, like, maybe a beer while you're watching, but that many Mountain Dews? So. Uh, yeah, it's we? tough. It's tough to drink the third Mountain Dew, right? Yeah, like, if you have two Mountain Dews, it can be pretty smooth. But when you're like, "Hey, I'll have a third, That's when it's like, "Did he say a six pack?" Yeah, actually, a seven pack. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say, but commitment. I want. Okay, so can I make a request for a Steelers game next year? I want to go watch a game with that dude, or at least record it. It has to be a playoff game, though. I guess. Oh, it's only playoff. Well. They're fine next year. Yeah, you won't have to worry about that next season. <laughs> it's like we, we, we hug you. All right, I'll push it out. Um, all right, let, let's hit this one, too. Let's hit the trifecta of topics from Chris Rock to superstitions to softball. Oh, you believer 56 says, I worry about bad mojo for everything. Ah, same. Yesterday, I used binder clips. For my scorebook to keep the pages from blowing out for the first time, I thought about putting them in my pocket and not using them. I wear the same shoes, same socks every game. I try to match shirt color with uniforms. <laughs> can I can I give you my little thing? Mine is shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, getting a walkthrough. So. By the way, that might be the greatest text ever sent to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And I apologize that it shook me. But we've been fighting with Josh's phone all morning just to learn how to do screen grabs. And I've kind of been guilty of it as well. And there's been a few people that have been trying to walk Josh through it uh, on the text line. Oh, look, I got there you go. Hey, I figured it out. I don't know if I have that option on this phone. Like, I'm uh, sure I do, but... So the top right corner thing doesn't pull up that. I I'm laughing because Josh has gone back and forth on this today on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and the dude literally in the biggest words possible tweeted at us and said, (laughs) "Put your finger in the red area and drag down." And he has two massive red arrows pointing to the upper right hand corner of the phone. It is pretty. Oh gosh, I was shook. I was shook. (laughs) It's previous. Text would I ask, but how do I pull that window up <laughs> with your finger? One finger. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. They put this, hang this thing in in the, the museum. In the yeah. 
I, uh, to to OU believers thing, I I have a little thing sometimes with certain undershirts, right? And sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. Like if I go into a series on a Friday and happen to, because maybe I might be coming from somewhere and I have a shirt on under it, I'll just throw the polo on top of it. But like this weekend, I happen to do that, and they won on Friday. So then they won on Saturday, and even though they won on Sunday, I wore a shirt underneath my polo that I've never worn before underneath the polo, out of the rotation. Done, gone, see, see you later. Yeah, I got uh, a brand new package of white T-shirts because what dad doesn't need a brand new package of white T-shirts? And I sported that bad boy underneath. Game's too close. Out of here. You're out of the rotation. I love the parents, by the way, who also have the superstitions. Like Charlene uh, May, Nicole's mom, she keeps her own kind of score every single game. Really? Yeah, she has a she has a little note. I don't even know if it's a notebook, Charlene, but she has a little notepad, right? And she just keeps tabs on things. I, I used to always crack up at, um, who was it, Paige Lowry's dad, who, Josh, whenever she was in the circle, he was a-walking. Paige Parker's mom, I think, I don't think Paige would mind me saying this because I think we talked about it, but she wouldn't watch. She would go, like, stand and listen. <laughs> she would go stand in the lobby. She couldn't watch. I don't even know if she would listen either. Everyone has their own little stitions. But the cor- little plank show context here. Now we're number two. The context of that. Have you ever left an event or stopped watching a game because you thought you were bringing bad mojo to it? And if so, is it real? Remember Did the Chiefs fan that left when the Chiefs were trailing 24 to nothing to uh, the Texans? Became like a yes. sensation in Kansas City. He ended up finishing watching it at home or something. Yeah. He said, and he sent that video out, I got to go. I got to <laughs> go. I got to go. <laughs> they won the game. And he, he, he became like a big Kansas City sensation because of it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This is, this is hilarious to me because there was a point where I think most people maybe were at their first Sooner game on Sunday and they looked at each other and thought, am I the problem here? What's going on? I got to go. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. Got to go. One, right. one final text oh, go before T.O. Yeah, sure. Don't you think Gasso loved that game yesterday? Proves to the team they're not unbeatable. With every core and fiber in her body, I will never try to speak for the GOAT. Um, I have been around her for a minute, and I enjoy every second of it. But I, I think that everything about yesterday – in what has been a message that we got to continue to grind to get better, boom, baby. you got coaching points galore. And you've got, hey, remember, if you, oh, you forgot Sunday against Utah, I see. I understand. Sunday against Utah was a tiring week. Traveled a lot. Crazy three-week stretch. I get it. Now you got Sunday against Baylor. <laughs> it's fresh in your mind. Oh. It's really just the fired up, I'm perfect sure. scenario of, of all worlds, right? You win the game, you stay unbeaten, you're 3-0 and in Big 12 play, you still get the lesson. The, that phrase you hear, well, sometimes losing's good. You know? It's never good. You'd rather – can't you get the same lesson in a game that you win close? I think so. And they got that lesson yesterday, right? right. Nice little wake-up call. Yeah. I just – there's, if there is one thing I feel like I can confidently say 
I know Coach Gasso, Coach Rocha, Coach JT. I could, we could go down Sid Romero, all these people that are involved in the program. I know they look and they see the talent that's there. It's incredible. It's it's maybe if we're doing the Bill Simmons tiers, it might be on a tier one above everyone else. There might be tier one is Oklahoma, and that's the only team in tier one in college softball. Sure, there's a tier two. Florida State looks good. Alabama looks okay. You could. I, I was trying to do this last night. Northwesterns looked okay at times. Virginia Tech is, but nobody has looked as consistently dominant as Oklahoma. So if there was any moment where that maybe as a as coach you look at it and say this talent isn't isn't digging in the way they need to, you got your wake up call. Absolutely, that might be the best text of the day. That might be the best text in the history of this show. Even though I will say someone did have to draw a picture for Josh to find there. And then send it brilliantly into the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, quick break. When we come back, get you ready for the top five stories today. Highlights from baseball. Great call on the two grand slams on Saturday. And then, of course, the tough one on Sunday. But OU baseball rolling. We'll talk about it next. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. That's not how that meme works, Josh. But that's pretty funny. Uh, we... We've taken some of your favorite memes from the the, the slap. Uh, and basically, I'm trying to describe this as best as I can. The idea is the follow-through from Will Smith, Will Smith. slapping Chris Rock right. at uh, the Oscars. Here's one that Will Smith is technology and Chris Rock is Josh. <laughs> I actually prefer the other one uh, that he sent. Uh, show topics textures. <laughs> That's pretty good. The show topics are getting slapped around by the textures. Like, listen, Plank, I appreciate you trying to get this back to being a sports show, but we need to talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith. <laughs> Any of your best laid plans, this is where they go to die oh. on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. But the one that I was laughing at was me slapping Stick to Sports Guy. No, no, no. Stick to Sports Guy slaps me. That's That's who lives rent-free in my head. I mean, any, I've joked about this with uh, Jake and, and Dane and JT. Literally, the moment I start stepping out of any kind of non-sports talk is like, okay, that timer's go. You know, you've got a short amount of time here before sticks to get back to sports guy hits his uh, hits his yell at you on the radio. We big, have- big uh, you know, stick to sports guy is big time undefeated. Oh yeah, he 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 rules me. He exists in many many places. Can I? ask a question that maybe we can answer a skosh here and maybe go more in depth when we come back yeah you you may how was the recruiting weekend <laughs> are you kidding me it was a massive recruiting weekend have you seen uh, some I, of the buzz out there all i've seen is social media stuff that's it i mean i a whenever we're on a we're on an ou radio network broadcast it's not like i can say and oh man what a weekend uh, Oklahoma is just crushing it on the recruiting trail right now. But I, everything I saw on Twitter made it seem like it was a pretty incredible weekend overall. So the more – I think you more – the more you're able to get people in the door, the more you are able to expose them to your culture and to what it's going to look like. I think 
I think it behooves everyone on the staff. I'm still on cloud nine about meeting Miguel Chavis on Thursday night. He was great. And those crystal balls seem to kind of magnify the why behind it. Wow. A lot of a lot of stars in front of those guys' names. We'll roll through what the crystal ball said for OU recruiting after a busy weekend right here. Oh, I, I was checking the mentions on Twitter. And did you ever listen to All Night with Todd Wright on ESPN Radio? <laughs> All Night with Todd Wright. All Night. I'm Todd sure I Wright. did, but it doesn't ring a bell. He was, I I want to say kind of the, well, this would be a great debate, the original sports radio overnight host. Kind of thinking in my world it was Todd Wright all night with ESPN Radio. Huh. Because um, there was a, we got a top five stories today. I mean, this show has already been non-sports thanks to Will Smith and, and Chris Rock. Way too non-sports for me. But um, he, he had actually – the debate about who was the original overnight guy in sports radio can wait until June or July day. But someone had tweeted whenever we got in this fight last night from stick to sports guy who lives in my head had tweeted Todd Wright and said, dude, your show always taught me about the balance between sports and entertainment, things like this. And Todd actually replied to the comment, you know, here's saying, but I got triple the number of followers of him, but eh, you know, let's verify him. Thanks guys. This is not a sports talk show. We talk about things that sports fans talk about. Sports entertainment, pop culture, and daily life. I just... I don't know, though. I would be yelling. He's like, well, then why the hell are you on my sports talk network? (laughs) That's why we got to get rid of you. See? This is why this dude lives in my head, because I am this dude. I mean, I get certain things, but... I I view you and I... Stick to sports, guy. And the rest of us here on this station, I view us as entertainers and informers and a balance between the two. I was doing a heck of a Rascal Flats concert in the car on the way here, too, speaking of entertaining. (laughs) And I think we need to choose very carefully how we choose to entertain. entertain. (laughs) Very selective. We had promised the crystal ball. So let's roll. Uh, Top five stories of the day. You ready? Hour three of the Plank Show is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. All right, big story number five. Number five. Let's, Let's spend some time on it. The recruiting weekend that was the crystal ball projections, Josh, look really, really good for Oklahoma, don't they? They do, and I'll just give credit where credit's due to Travis Davidson, who tweeted this out. Travis Skull? Yes. Uh, And, I mean, look, all sorts of crystal ball. Predictions have come in there, and Parker Thune in 55 minutes will be – It's called tease in the business, peeps. Yeah, yeah. He'll be a great resource on all of this recruiting weekend that was. But, I mean, let's see, one, two, three. Four, five, six different players wow. that received uh, crystal ball predictions from this weekend. Wait, so I thought I, f- I thought you told me to follow a website that would have all these, and I'd have them right here on my fingertips. Uh, finger <laughs> You, you battling technology. Me battling not following the right recruiting people. There, there is, uh, uh, there is an account. I got like two sooner trackers that I follow. Which one's which? I'm a big at Sooner Report guy. Okay, Sooner Report here. So, so T.A. Cunningham 
I've got two sooner reports on here, too. I'm sorry. Josh, do your job. I apologize. <laughs> Defensive lineman T.A. Cunningham, six foot six, two hundred and sixty-five pound, uh, five-star. In some places, from the twenty twenty-four class, crystal ball prediction from Oklahoma Dude, insider Parker. Thun. All these percentages are ridiculously high, too. Like a 96% chance on that kid? Yeah. That's strong. Well, that's Parker Thune's percentage that he gets correct. Oh. <laughs> In three, two, one. Wow, so, Parker's really good at this, man. Look, his percentage hit is like 96%. Well, he is really, really good at it, and he doesn't put a crystal ball prediction in just to put a crystal ball prediction in. I would totally do that. I know. If I, was, if, I was a re, if I was a recruiting guy, I would be a horrible troll. So, in other words, trust Parker on this one. That's a big deal. Absolutely. And, you know, pay attention to what he says. Uh, Samuel Omasigo, if I'm pronouncing the name right, like the it. 2023 three star athlete out of uh, Crandall High School, 6'1, 208. That's a 7 out of 10 confidence from Parker Thune. Trey Wisner, the four-star 2023 running back from Connolly High School down in Waco, crystal ball to Oklahoma. Adabaware, Adapoju, Adabaware, if I'm pronouncing the KC product's name right. Is this going to be one of those, like, Samaj P. Ryan that we look back in three years and it's like, you called him Perini, and that's <laughs> – I mean, is this what yes. his pronunciation is going to be like? Okay, It'll probably be another one of those name changers, too. Like, he'll start out with one name and then leave Oklahoma with a totally different I, pronunciation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this. Adopaju Adabawar. I like it. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that attempt. Why? Come on, man. This is sports radio. you got to fight. Okay, anyway, he's a, he's a commit. Well, I'm sorry. 6'4", 240, Projected edge. commit. From North Kansas City High School. And I guess that gets us up to speed. Yeah, it does. What a weekend. Stacy Gage, I thought I thought he had a prediction in this weekend. Yeah, too. he did. I'm sitting here scrolling through at Sooner Report. Stacy Gage um, was McQuistian, who crystal our forecast for rivals. Rivals forecast uh, 24-7 crystal ball. And on three is just what, like the on three report? Prediction. Prediction, okay. Um yeah, Josh has projected Stacy Gage, the four-star running back out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, to Oklahoma. Love it. So busy recruiting weekend. We knew it was, and it David looks Stone. productive. Man, and it's a mix of 23 and 24, too. 24 seems so far away, and it's going to be here like that. I know. And there's some kids that <laughs> are getting serious looks and offers in places from the 25 class, and that makes me – I don't know. Borderline depressed. That's 50 for me, bro. That's 50 years of living. L-I-V-I-N. Oof. All right. Um, Big story. Number four. Number four. So, kudos to the crowds this week. And I, I, what's going on out on the berm is amazing. I brought that up earlier. I love it. Kudos to Johnny Baseball and – what Russell Ortiz was out there this week. And, I mean, everyone, I think, did a really – they've done a really amazing job with it. And the team played really good for two of three games this weekend. Unfortunately, the series finality was a little bit frustrating. But I think you come away feeling pretty good if you're Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. Huh? Heck, yeah, you do. First series in Big 12 play, you win it. 5-3 to three on Friday. Of course, the heroics on Saturday with the 
the uh, Treadaway Grand Slam, and then the Graham Grand Slam. That's right, two Grand Slams, everybody, in one ball game to win it at Eldale Mitchell Park. Sure, you lose the getaway game there on Sunday, but to win this series is a great start to Big 12 play for them. And now, big mid, uh, big mid-week game tomorrow versus Oak State from One Oak Field before, uh, obviously, that Texas series that has gotten resituated where it's being played at. So, important four games this week for OU. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty fired up about how things played out for for Oklahoma based on where you kind of thought they might be headed. This is a big-time turnaround week. Where's that? I, I want you, did you hear the final call from Toby? Yeah, I did, but, yeah, I'd love to hear it again. All it right. was great. All right. it, it's it's he's This is just a fantastic call. I think this is the game. Versus winner. Graham, the pitch. Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon. What a comeback! And the party is on at home plate. <laughs> wow! Great call. What a moment. What a mo- the the bullpen knew right away. So midweek game coming up against Oklahoma State. Forty fourth. Did you see? It? Yeah, I'm looking here. WarrenNolan.com, which is baseball uh, RPI here. Oklahoma forty fourth. Oklahoma State twenty fourth. Texas, number three. So, big mm. moving week opportunity for the Sooners. All right. Um, let's hit then big story number three. Number three. Getting all my Sooner stuff here at 5-4-3. and three. OU softball stays undefeated as they walk it off. T.R.A. Jennings and two walk-offs this weekend. Substantially different circumstances. One of the walk-offs... One in run rule fashion, one of the walk-offs kept him undefeated. Josh, obviously, we we can get in the weeds in this, and we have quite a bit today, and the texts have been awesome. But they just keep finding ways to win. And I think, truth serum, Patty Gasso probably loved seeing her team get challenged like that, knowing even if they lost the game, it's not going to hurt them. But then to see them respond and win the game, big time. Yeah, you stay perfect, 29-0 and now on the season for Oklahoma. Perfect 3-0 and in Big 12 play, and that's probably what Coach Gasso and company are more fired up about is that you stayed perfect in Big 12 play, right? So right. you didn't, didn't hurt your uh, Big 12 standing in any regard by uh, losing the game versus Baylor. Instead, you're right, you get put into a difficult situation, and this Oklahoma team down to its final out looked like they were out of outs, right? Well, you give them an extra life, and Oklahoma's going to find a way to beat you most times, and they did uh, on Sunday, and that's great. It's great for this team to be put in that situation because they just haven't seen a lot of those, and yet when they have, they've won those games. And, you know, teaching lessons, never a, never a bad thing, really. Um, Especially I did, when it doesn't come with a loss. Yeah, exactly. I, I sat in on all the pressers this weekend. So it was really good. I was late to a couple of them. Sorry, y'all. But I asked Coach about the passing of Coach Joyce this weekend. Um, I'll play that for you if we have time today. But uh, T.R. Jennings was re- – and, and Hope Chatwine did a really good job in their pressers. Here was uh, a quick little recap from T.R.A. on the walk-off. Wait, wait, hold on here. Littering and, littering and. 
It was just such a team win. I think Hope did a great job in the circle, keeping us in the game the entire time. Our bench, our everyone in the lineup, we were just mentally in the game the entire time. And it was just a great competition and a good win for us. So glad to do it for the team. But it wasn't if it wasn't me, it was going to be Jossie doing it. So I'm glad the lineup got turned over, and it was just a good win. You know, what am I doing? One clutch moment from that yesterday. I think I tried to cough and turn my mic off at the exact same time. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good for live radio. Okay. Your boy's in trouble. Real quick before we, we hear from Hope, we, we were talking earlier about the Jossie reaction. Let's not forget Hope Troutwine struck out 13 yesterday and only allowed, what, two hits? She was unreal. Here's, here's a little Hope. They're, they're a tough lineup. And I think the mental preparation that we had this whole week um, set me up really well against their offense. And me working with Coach Rocha and me working with Lindsey Elam to get all the strikes and all the good pitches that I can um, really set me up well for this game. Good stuff. 13 strikeouts of 25 batters faced. What do they have the pitch count there? Um, she threw 114. They don't have strikes. Um, I'll look it up. I, I want to say her strike percentage was absolutely positively ridiculous. Of uh, percentage strikes, seventy-two of one hundred fourteen. Right? <laughs> yep. There you go. Oh my gosh, what an outing! So, um, every time I've said, "Hey, keep an eye on the sky," or "Watch out for weather," or "Keep an eye on the start time," nothing has changed. People are starting to wonder if I even really do the games with how ill-informed I appear to be <laughs> on some of these time-related issues, but. I can confidently tell you that we do have our eyes on the sky for Tuesday. Not, not that we worry about, I think, too much rain, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if OU says, hey, we're going we're gonna to move this game up a little bit because it looks like that threat is coming in overnight. But we'll see. And it looks, I don't know, fairly safe in Tulsa for Tuesday night in Bedlam baseball right now. So you're saying storm season, baby. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, um... Big story, number two. Number two. Another weekend where the NFL dominates the conversation topics, right? Yeah, what, what is uh, – you teased it like right off the top. We never came back to it. I'm glad you remembered it. I forgot too. What, what coaching story – I mean, which coach is speaking that you thought was – All of them. A big deal. I thought all of them were. Um, here – Even Jacksonville's coach, you thought that was important? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, touche. All right, I, I thought today was interesting because I want to make sure I get the actual uh, phrasing of it correct, but it is um, it's the league meetings and the picture where they always have Andy Reid in the Hawaiian shirt. It, yeah, it, that's an evergreen photo. Yeah, which is amazing. But, no, it's part of the – it's it's part of the off-season to-do list, and all of the reporters are there right now and covering the team. Uh, it's the annual coaches' breakfast at the NFL owners' meeting. So you had – I mean, Josh McDaniels did not sound a promising alarm for Derek Carr's contract negotiations. And, again, I think Derek Carr deserves a lot of money. But you also can't help but wonder, as we're sitting here, we still have a long time in the offseason, but McDaniel made it sound pessimistic. Kevin Stefanski was standoffish. About, about the Deshaun Watson situation. And, and the Baker. Situation. And so that's 
where I thought we could center some of the conversation here is that Stefanski, I mean, they they made it seem as if they need to get going. I, and again, if I'm coaching a team where I'm moving on from Baker Mayfield, you bet sure you know what, that I want him out of there before I start my camp. And that's not a knock on Baker. That's kudos to Baker. You're replacing him with that kudos? Yeah, because I think he could win the locker room again. And I think he would. But I, they've got to do something. They've got to do something quick. They did say they expect Deshaun Watson to participate in the offseason program that starts April 19th. You just don't want somebody like Baker Mayfield around that is that high profile of a figure that could be that much of a malcontent given the situation that's going on. I mean, they gotta they got to get him out of there. A-S-A-P. I'm starting to wonder, too, if maybe there's not a little bit more pushback from the Cleveland media and the Cleveland fan base than even I originally thought. And yeah, there's been there's been a good bit. Yeah. Um and I understand that winning will cure all, right? You go out and you win games and it cures all. Right. We'll see if the the fallout, how long the aftershock exists if and when Deshaun Watson is quarterbacking to start the season and winning football games. I want to make a prediction. <clears throat> Clear the docket here for big story number two. <laughs> I think we find out Baker Mayfield news by the end of this week. I think when he comes to Norman, he's on a different team. Well, in the draft now is – I think it's exactly a month away, we, is it not? We are exactly a month away from the draft. Yeah, April 28th? That's right. That's right! See, I've been writing NFL draft stories. This is how <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> But and there's well you've got a lot to cover over there, um yeah Thursday night April twenty eighth, and they got to have something figured out before you get to that point. I would think so, and there's some franchises out there that they would like some some clarification on what their quarterback situation looks like before the NFL draft. Right, By the way, I do want to make this point very clear. Um, obviously, big story number one is coming up next, but um, I'm going to spend this entire commercial break on a seven-round mock draft to see where the Sooners end up. Whose uh, mock draft is it? This is Cam Meller, who is either an NFL guy I've never heard of before, a 20-something podcaster who has 80 billion followers but makes zero cents, or a fifth grader. Um, nice, yeah. If you can just like DM that my direction, I could <laughs> certainly use that. Oh, we're using it next segment. But w- one other note on the NFL, it, we haven't really had a chance because that press conference took place Friday afternoon. I, it went about as I thought it would go, right? And here was the one resonating take from Deshaun Watson's Friday presser. And I don't know. Oh, hold on, Deshaun. I don't know when the NFL is going to make a decision, and I know they got to be patient because they don't want to hand down a suspension and have something else happen. No, I've heard a little buzz that there might be that wait to have the NFL step on itself, and they're waiting to hear the suspension, and then there's maybe a handful of other cases that could be coming. But here's what Deshaun Watson 
vehemently stated on Friday. It's hard for me to say the counseling part because I don't have a problem. You know, I don't, I don't have an issue. That's what I've been saying from the beginning. So this situation is, is, def, is tough and it's very difficult. But me as a, as a having a problem going to counseling and things like that, I'm willing to talk to people about circumcisions to make sure I'm not getting back in this. When he first said that, I thought he said circumcisions. Did I talk to people about circumcisions? Yeah. <laughs> Certain situations. I just It did sound like circumcisions. I want to write handbooks for how to handle press conferences in tough situations. Because I think whomever you're using as PR people are morons. Your answer is not to say, I don't have a problem. Yeah, That's, I mean, just given can't. his current situation, for him to come anywhere near pronouncing the word circumcision, <laughs> probably they had the yeah, wrong the exactly. Handbook. I mean, I, I would basically say, hey, I've – I've realized some mistakes have been made. If that's in the way I've communicated things, I've learned from them. I've had to sit away from what I loved for a year, and I'm ready to get back to work. Have you gone through counseling? I'd rather not talk about the personal choices I've made with how to handle these allegations. When you come out and you say, well, I'm not going because I don't have a problem. Bro, and you get this – is, this is not going to end well for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Obviously much different and – not going to end well. But if you f- feel that there's a problem, it comes across to a lot of people, especially with just the 22 suits that have been against him and 10 different criminal lawsuits at different times. It's like an alcoholic sitting up there saying, yeah, I don't have a drinking problem. Though. I don't have a drinking problem. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the issue is obviously in the amount of alcohol that's in there. It's not with me drinking it, okay? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a bad night for me. So what I had... 17, right. <laughs> you know, I, and, white and, Russians. And I can completely understand, right, to where someone would be defined and say, I didn't do this. And maybe you didn't. What's the joke in uh, the Shawshank Redemption? It's like everyone in here says they didn't do it, right? There's a, a morsel of truth somewhere in all of it. But I don't think my first defined action is, I didn't do it. I think my action is, all right, we're going to continue to work through this. All right, I'm sorry. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Is March Madness. We're at the Final Four right now. we got a Big 12 representative. we got a Big East. We've got the ACC and a rematch between Duke and North Carolina, which is the first time these two teams have played in the NCAA tournament. So we got a lot to get to on the weekend that's upcoming. And we got all week to talk about it as well. Does... Does Bill Self take over as the new face of college basketball? Is it Jay Wright? Suddenly you're like, man, I forgot Villanova's pretty good. We'll dive I mean, into- th- it would be a massive – it would be a bigger national championship for Bill Self than than either Coach K oh. or or Jay Wright. So now, big. Hubert Davis probably be the biggest for him because he hasn't won one. But. <laughs> we'll talk about it next. It's the Plank Show. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Riverwind, we put our hearts into everything we do. Our promise is simple. We're the best. You're simply the best. We promise you all the best new gaming experiences. We promise you the best food, drinks, and service. The one place with the rewards program of your dreams. That's what makes us number one. 
only at the one. But let's pay off big story number one with the weekend that was. By the way, bad news for me. I did not get to dive into my mock draft during the commercial break. So I have seven rounds of mock drafting to go through as soon as uh, we. So you break. haven't looked at it yet? No, I. Drake found a Charger core that I probably had lost, and so I thought, huh, I'll find a cool place to plug this thing in studio, and I've. It, it might be the worst place to have a phone charger in the history of ever, but I'm trying. So it ruined the whole commercial break. I still but, don't know if I can screen record. <laughs> but. Um, I did want to share the final calls of the four teams that made their way to the final four. With that, with that in mind, Josh Helmer, real quick. Overall thoughts, <laughs> predicting game weather plank is the new best meme. Save that one. Send that one to me. I'm putting that one on my Twitter feed today. <laughs> and stick to sports, guys. Send those to me. Okay, I'll get it done. That's the big winner today on the Plank Show is, is meme tweeting guy. Meme, M-E, M-E, I think. Um, good tournament, bad tournament. I think I think it's been a great tournament. I think Toby me? and TJ hit it on the head this morning when I was driving in. Outside of Oklahoma not making it, and um, listen, put my arms around the whole state, love y'all. Oklahoma State not having an opportunity to participate in Tulsa going through a coaching change. Uh, ORU not, not making it this year. Outside of that, this has been a great tournament. We've had the incredible Cinderella run from St. Peter's, a a school. I heard this story about St. Peter's that they were about to go belly up, like they were literally con- considering in I want to say like the either the late '90s or the early 2000s of just shutting the door and saying we can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lo and behold, here they are in the Final Four. Or, excuse me, in the Elite Eight. With a Final four to- in our hearts. Dude, if I could have the amount of time I spent on some of those Elite Eight games this weekend, oh my gosh. But it doesn't change how epic of a run it was, right? I mean, it's just it's something that doesn't happen in sports. Well, it had never happened that a 15 seed made the Elite Eight. I mean, sure, we'd seen – Dunk City from Florida Gulf Coast. Who was the other 15 seed there? Oh, are you last year? Oh, gosh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, um, the end was near. So let's go through real quick the final four games. Then we'll break. Look at this mock draft. Um, Kansas headed back to the final four thanks to a dominating second half. The Kansas Jayhawks headed to their 16th. Final four in school history and the fourth for head coach Bill Self. Kansas 76, Miami 50. Boy, they blew him out in the second half. Mm-hmm. I, they, they did what they needed to do on that stage versus an, an opponent like that in Miami. Hey, good season for Laranaga and company. Maybe they were underseeded at 10. Maybe they should have been higher than that. Uh, I. I I know where they finish in the ACC. You know, all of that being said, Kansas was a much, much better basketball team than Miami. You yep. can't lose another one of these games in the Elite Eight to the VCUs of the world, right? Um, 
and not that, you know, Miami obviously being a power five school is not VCU, but Kansas has stumbled in so many different moments in the NCAA tournament to teams that you should have beaten. So they didn't do that. Yesterday they got it done, right, Uh, versus Miami. Yeah. Final call yesterday whenever clock – the clock struck midnight on, like, was this yesterday? Yeah, yesterday when the clock struck midnight on Cinderella. That is it. North Carolina for the 21st time on NCAA record and the first time under first-year coach Hubert Davis will go to the final four and will take on the Duke Blue Devils next week in New Orleans. They led wire to wire against St. Peter's and win it by a final score of 69 to 49. Pretty good. Fits in that 30-second window. On a Saturday, Nova into the dreams in an ugly basketball game uh, to get to the final four of Houston. Gillespie is going to dribble the clock away. He dribbles into the forecourt. The ball game is over. Villanova has survived and advanced. And the Villanova Wildcats, perhaps the most dominant team in the nation over the last six NCAA tournaments, is going to the Final Four for the third time. They beat Houston here tonight. 50-44 50-44 to 44 in an amazing slugfest in San Antonio. It's a good game. And if you like slugfests. Oh, by the way, not perhaps the most dominant. They have been the most dominant. A couple of national championships over the last six years, and here they are back in the Final Four. Two titles. First one in 13. I'm pardon. Pardon me. 16. 16 and 18. Uh, I won't lie to you. I was a little bit shook when I saw how long Jay Wright had been at Villanova. I I guess I just didn't realize. Who was the coach before Jay Wright? Oh, that is a good-looking question. Because was... Jay Wright was not the not the coach when Villanova smacked KU around in that one random – I had never, as a kid, Plank, right. had never heard of Villanova before Kansas went to Villanova, and it was like a random Sunday game. It was the final season with Wayne Simeon and Aaron Miles and Keith right. Lankford in that group. KU was the preseason number one. They went up to Villanova and just got absolutely housed on a Sunday afternoon. I remember my dad saying, this sucks. I'm going to go mow the lawn. I'm done with this game. I think that was when Steve Lapis was their coach because he, he had a short run after Raleigh Massimino. Well, I guess it really wasn't a short run. He had a pretty good run um, after Raleigh Massimino retired. He was there from 92 to 2001. 174 games. But Jay, Has Wright, Jay Wright been the coach ever since? Yeah. Wow. I, I was blown away. So he would have been the coach for that game I was just talking about. Oh, would he been? Yeah, there with you go. Aaron Miles and everybody. Um, so Villanova is back. Who do I have left? I have one more final four cut. Duke, of course. The inbounds pass to Jeremy Roach. He'll bring it across the timeline. They're on their feet in San Francisco. The coach gave farewell tour. Has one more stop for a record 13 time under Mike Krzyzewski. The Blue Devils are going to the final four. Duke gets the win, beating Arkansas 78-69. Next stop, New Orleans for Coach K and the Blue Devils. Not a great call. It is heartwarming, isn't it? I mean, for someone that's waited so long for this type of opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to be in the Final Four. Man, you always love it when the underdog comes through, don't you? Oh, man, I thought Arkansas had a chance. Uh, what was that? Started the second or started the second half, yeah. And then just suddenly 
I mean, I'd say Baduke had a moment where they're like, yeah, no, we're better than you. You know, Paulo Boncaro's fantastic. I love watching I love him, him play. Uh, and I liked what Charles Barkley said this weekend when he said, look, if Boncaro's not the number one pick in the NBA draft, y'all are doing this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It was nice to hear him say that. I agree with what he's saying. But you know who's had a great tournament for Duke is Mark Williams. Yeah, he's really grown, hasn't he? He has been so good for them. And here they are in the Final Four. And this is now the first ever tournament meeting between Duke and North Carolina. So we've got a great Final Four set. I know everybody just about makes you want to throw up these four teams that are in the Final Four. But from a pure theater standpoint, it's going to be great basketball. Agreed. All right. um, Gosh, 11.39. Let's take a break. We'll hit some more of your Air Comfort Solutions at text. They've been great all show long. We've figured out that we weren't worked, that Chris Rock was really smacked, and then we fought about it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Guess it's okay to go slap someone if you want in Los Angeles. I think that was my favorite text. All right, quick break. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. You know the joke is people that send the email and forget the attachment. And check this out. I think you guys will like it. And then you don't send the attachment and there's always a whoops, here you go. I've become the person that adds the attachment but forgets to hit send. Sorry, Joey. You that will get, get you in trouble sometimes. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, why did this say reply four days ago? <laughs> I've definitely done that, though. Oh, no. I never sent the email. You forget to do the attachment. You'll love this. Check this out. Dude, you got to check this out. And then you forget to attach it. You're going to reply back, check what out. <laughs> I can't get enough of this mock draft, dude. This yeah, is what's, uh, what's caught your eye? Well, first of all, I Where's have. Where's Linderbaum going? I, I have uh, 32nd. They've got him going the last pick in the first round. Two? Thoughts? Uh, the Lions were there at first. I'm all the way down to the uh, third round now. Hold on. I think this is just a simple scroll. But, yeah, he was he was the 32nd pick in the first round. A lot of people are thinking Ravens, Bengals, maybe, for him. Here's where I'm a little oh, – I just think we need to have a confession. Back of the class, here. please. I get triggered by mock drafts that don't have guys as high as I think they should go. Any Sooners in the first round? No. In fact, um, that's what I'm getting triggered about. He doesn't have a Sooner even going in the second round. Huh. Well, I mean – Perion Winfrey's not going to get he's, he ain't, he's not falling to the third round after what's happened yeah. since the season's ended. It is kind of wild, though, whenever you see a name that maybe the last time you heard it was in the recruiting process and they were thinking about Oklahoma. And then you see, and listen, Leon O'Neill Jr. had a really nice career at Texas A&M, but I honestly hadn't thought about him. I was like, hey, I remember we thought he might go to Oklahoma at one point. I don't think that Benito is – tumbling all the way down to the third round either They've got, he's got him 97th overall to the lions i just think the speed the you know you look at the pro football focus grades his pass rushing grade is so good playing so good that somebody's going to say you know what okay maybe he's 
doesn't have this defined role yet in the National Football League, but he's too good of a pass-rushing specialist for us to let him drop down and somebody else take him. Asamo in the fourth round to the Texans. He's got Marquise Hayes in the fourth round. This, by the way, is the Pro Football Network seven-round mock draft, which I'm sure all of you had opened in the tab just waiting to go through it with me. But and he's not very high, not just on the, the Sooner talent, but the Big 12 in general. I think the first Big 12 player he has going is Brees Hall with the last pick of the second round. Isaiah Thomas as a fifth rounder to the Oh, wow. Broncos. So no love for the Big 12 in general. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's Brock Purdy as a fifth rounder. Do you know who I think is the nah, most? That's too high for him. <laughs> I know. Do you know who I think might be the most intriguing prospect in this whole draft is Justin Ross, the receiver out of Clemson, who has first-round stuff and arguably, wasn't it Ross who went off in the national championship game his freshman year? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this guy, and then battled some injuries. If his medicals come out clear, 6'4", 205. Yeah, what's, uh, where did you say he's got him getting drafted? Fifth round. Gosh, that late? Yeah, I, I think this dude might be smoking some crack. Uh, but, yeah, not a lot of love for the Sooners. Here's Charlie Kolar as a fifth rounder. I don't know off the top of my head now. I'd rather have Ross than Kolar. I think I would, too. And I, I love, too. listen, I love Charlie Kolar. Just pure athleticism alone. Mm. So, I don't buy any of this because I haven't even seen Perion Winfrey yet. So, I wonder if he had – this happens, right? A dude starts rolling through his mock draft and, and forgets a dude in there. skips over somebody. Though, that is kind of funny because we felt the same way about Tony Jefferson and then he went undrafted. So you're like, wow, this is weird that all of these different <laughs> draft projections keep forgetting him. And 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 I I'm triggered that you're not including. I had to have missed Perion on here somewhere. There's no way that Perion Winfrey is going to be in the seventh round of the draft, dude. Is that where he had him? No, I'm just I, I'm scrolling through the seventh round right now as we speak. Can you do a control find? Maybe this is one of those. St- Stupid, whatever algorithm set, and make sure you put every single thing across four different pages. I'm not clicking on your ads. I'm having to go through it to just try to read your content. I'll have to click back through. Ugh. Here's our, th- here's our first round projection. Slideshow picture one. Slideshow picture two. Just put it out there. I don't need a picture. Click, click, click. Yeah, I think he just left him out. Gosh, what an what an embarrassing mistake. Now watch, I'm going to be the one that didn't see him in like the first round of the draft. Yeah, or let's something. double check that because I'm gonna I'm gonna blast him on Twitter and see if I can get some clout. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he spelled Winfrey wrong whenever he was trying to do it. So this is my world that I live in. Um, we're gonna do a lot of draft stuff leading up to it individual for each Sooner guy, kind of diving into the Big 12. I think Jalen Petrie is one of the more fascinating prospects in this year's draft. And you have, what are we up to now, six teams that have multiple picks in the first round? I mean, I don't know if we've seen anything like this in a long time. Yeah, and Kansas City, I guess, is one of those, huh? Oh, there you go. I had scrolled past Perry. Oh, dang it! <laughs> All right, good. I think it was just because it's hidden here. Cloud Has, opportunity. Gone. Dang it! Second round, 57th overall to the Bills. So that's about still, where that's still pretty low. Some were projecting, but I think he's going to be a first rounder. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, let's just get you ready for a big hour of recruiting. Parker Thune and Mike Steely coming up next, right here on the Ref. This is the Ref 
Sports Radio Network. Finding... So, just real quick, the coaches' breakfast at the NFL owners' meetings. There's been a little bit of news trickle out. Andy Reid was kind of what you expect Andy Reid to be whenever it came to Kames. Kames, too? What does that even mean? Yeah, didn't he say, we hate Tyreek Hill? Thank yeah, when God it comes to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, after spending a night talking sports with Arnie Spanier, I don't know if I've ever wanted to see something fail more than Tyreek Hill at the Miami Dolphins. I don't. Is he thrilled about it? Oh my gosh! But again, he's a Dolphins fan, right? He would have been happy if Odell Beckham Jr. was coming there. Carry over the momentum right. from last year. Everyone's gone from the team last year. That was part of well, that momentum. Hey, they've got a bona fide superstar in Tyreek Hill. Don't, don't do this. You don't have to do this to me right now, Josh. I'm in a good mood today. I mean, the quarterback stinks. Tua's a bust, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, I spent a lot of time thinking about that move this weekend and trying to come to terms with the fact that it might not hurt Kansas City as much as I want it to. Yeah, um, no, Kansas City's going to be okay. I, it, they'd be really okay. okay if they'd stop wasting $5 million on Ronald Jones, but such a dumb signing Why? by them. Why? What, what, what's the need? Oh, well, everyone on Twitter loves it. Well, Twitter's stupid, okay? I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I don't like that. Like, just sign Jarek McKinnon back for cheap. Why are you spending money on a, a running back? Let's get Jarek McKinnon 2.0 and pay him more money because when he's healthy, he could possibly do this for us. The, the other thing I don't like about it is, doesn't it sort of signal that Kansas City's punting on the idea of Clyde Edwards-Alaire a little bit? It does. And I know that Andy Reid would tell you, well, you know, you need two good quarterback or two good running backs, but eh, eh, that's a lot of money. Okay, we met our Chiefs quota today. <laughs> Continue. So can I hit my Raiders quota before we get out of here? Please. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anything else? I didn't double back on the air comfort solutions text line if there was anything else that had really kind of tickled your fancy. We're pretty good. I think we're in good shape on that front. Somebody wants Baker to wind up with the Steelers so he can beat the Browns twice. Which, hey, I'm here for all the petty. I, I don't think – I don't think Baker's going to be allowed to hit the open market. I think Cleveland's going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen because I honestly think that's one of the greatest fears that they have is he could end up at a place like Cleveland and or like Pittsburgh <laughs> and haunt you forever. I also – Yeah, they want to make sure he winds up outside the division. Get to the NFC. Get out of here. And I wonder if the Seahawks are going to be willing to step up. I, I don't understand the Panthers in this, saying, no, no, we're good. I mean, I I actually think that'd be kind of cool for him. But I also understand him saying, yeah, no, I don't think I want to go there either. And, I, I mean, kudos when you're jobless to be able to have the power to say, yeah, I don't want to go do my job there. <laughs> I'd rather just stay here and get paid or not. But that's where we are with Baker. All right, a great – one of the best text days we've ever had. Uh, came coming for Steely and Thune at noon. All kinds of tur- – well, tourney talk. But also, Parker Thune talking Cruton next with Mike Steely on the ref.